0: I fuck it up. We're gonna leave it in though. Welcome to the show. This is my friend, his name is Joe. And wanna take him out back and show him a good time? Not with my penis. Yeah. It's time to no. start the show. <laughs> start the show with not with my penis. <laughs> like your <like laughs> <laughs> so my I'm not a I'm not a technologically like I guess I'm technologically savvy, but like phones, smartphones and like what they try to do with your life to improve it aren't typically something that I have caught on to very well. Okay. Um and we got the same kind of phone, you got a slightly bigger one, but they're generally the same. Yeah. Uh kind of thing. The the Google Pixel. Google uh, Pixel. Twice. Two. Um, And 2XL. And sometimes it tells me to do things. Or it tells me I might like things. Uh, One of these I I snapshotted. It said, just out of nowhere, it was like, it's 11 minutes to Tim's chimney sweep, able construction. What? Uh, Why is Google trying to tell me that I'm 11 minutes away from a chimney sweep construction company? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I, I have never in my life... It does, like, random article pops for me of stuff that I'm not even...
1: Oh God, I'm not even correlated. <laughs> I'm not even like, you know what I mean? Like, it'll give me an article drop for something that I don't even care about. Nothing that I've searched for, it, it thinks that I'd be interested. in it. I'm like, definitely not. Another thing too on the, on my uh, on my stories, like the Google stories that's on that that tab over. Yeah. Uh, every single time it says uh, anything that's correlated to Endgame on there, yes. It has it highlighted and listed as in the top. It doesn't say Avengers Endgame. It says Avengers Untitled Film nice <laughs> it, still, it still says that like it hasn't updated like i've never searched for avengers untitled film it just stays that way <laughs> and it's all just the current shit that comes down the down the pipe for it
0: it also wanted to give me the definition of melancholic melon melancholic okay um i guess i was feeling melancholy that day and also wanted me to play Nicki minaj's Starships song I don't know why. I don't know why it wants me to do these things. Those Those look like just Google suggestions. Nicki Minaj, Melancholic, Chimney Sweeps. Wow. I don't know. Welcome to 41. This is 41. You usually say welcome, but I decided I was going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to episode
1: 41, sponsored by Tim's Chimney Sweeps. Tim's Chimney Sweeps. You go to timchimneysweeps.com and it's, slash IFNZ, you'll find it's a, a picture of Shad uh, in the nude with a hat on and a chimney sweep. Uh, What's the, the tool called? The sweeper. Uh, the, as the holding the sweeper. I
0: think it's just called a chimney sweep. That's it. You don't get any promotion
1: and... for it. That's just this episode is brought to you by that picture. I think the on person and the
0: tool are both uh, called the same thing.
1: Ooh. will you imagine if that's what we called us by our tools? What? You know what I mean? Like if we was like Shad the penis.
0: I'm not sure. Oh, oh. But my tool isn't the penis. What's your tool? Um. The tongue. Ooh. That's all you do? Yeah, you don't use your penis? I mean, maybe, sometimes. That's topical to something that you don't know about that I'm going to talk about later today. Because <laughs> the tongue is also a very... I, I mean, if we're not even just talking about sexual, like, talking is a main thing about what I do. Um, what about sexual, though? Uh, maybe sexual, too. Yeah. But, I mean, I can, I can write without a hand, but I can't write without a tongue. That's not true.
1: You can't write without your tongue?
0: Oh, I guess I could write without a hand or I could write without a tongue because I could do text-to-speech is what I was thinking. What sex um, things can you do with your tongue? You can do all kinds of sex things with your tongue. You lick a pooter? Yeah. You lick of the butt? You lick a butthole. You yeah. like that? I'll lick a butthole. You do? Occasionally? Yeah. I, as, as often as possible. Is it hairy? Depends. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on whose butthole it is. That's true. Um, I've licked a hairy butt once. <laughs> um what have you been up to Lickin uh hairy butts. <laughs>
1: besides that uh on the 12th of april betty turned six months old she's a half um, a year already she's already a half a year by the time this comes out she'll be very close to seven so um it was pretty eventful we we started at that point in time letting her try foods we're doing this process uh i don't know if you've ever heard of it called baby led weaning Are you baby birding her yeah, like no, chew it baby, up. And you no, spit it out. No, the meaning is basically she will eat what we eat. Uh, something of the variety of what we have, basically. Um, no hot dogs though. It's no, dangerous. No, but this is supposed to be. We're supposed to let her do it herself. Initially, whenever babies are born, they already know how to swallow. That's already an adaptive thing. But the chewing and familiarity with textures in their mouth is something that they have always had. That you have issues with. Apparently, it's something like. A lot of times whenever people have texture issues, it's because they grew up eating pureed foods or specific things. They're not used to trying things like lettuce or whatever early on. Um, So this is supposed to be something that kind of leads into her not having so many texture issues when she gets older. She'll learn to chew a lot faster because we'll give her bits of more whole foods so what i mean by that is like we'll have an avocado we'll slice up the avocado long ways you know something that's like maybe finger length like your index mm-hmm. finger length and that's small too so that way she has something that she can pick up with her hands and grab onto and put into her mouth something that's not so small like like a puff we do give her puffs and stuff like that now too but uh something that's you puffs know, something plus with what? lotion oh i get what you mean now yeah the tissue the, the tissue
0: you're feeding your daughter the tissues tisies. no she's just eating uh, paper
1: we uh so that way she's holding on to like the avocado or if it's like a bit of potato or something you'll cut like a like almost like a fry shape type thing and let her kind of chew on it put it in her mouth and stuff and get familiar with it so that way she can introduce foods into her system that way so that's that's the process that we're kind of going with it we've been told by our pediatrician that he's totally cool with it he thinks it's a good method he sounds like a hippie he's not at all not at all uh he's totally cool with it he likes uh he he thinks it's a cool way to go about it uh mandy's sister is a speech language pathologist or is that
0: that is that how it is sounds like something somebody smart would say yeah
1: but uh she's basically a specialist in speech and like swallowing and stuff like that like that's what she she helps people like that are older that have issues swallowing and stuff to kind of relearn. And then when
0: people want to say something
1: rude, she's like, swallow your words. Yes. Uh, but she said that that's like, that's, that's her, the people in her field, that's like the preferred method of teaching a child, like how to eat, would yeah. be doing like the baby led weaning. So we started that. Uh, she had her first Easter. We got her a basket full of some goodies. Nice. That are basically mostly goodies for us, like the new Work. clothes for her. And, uh, uh, diapers and stuff like that. We didn't get anything like candies or anything like that, but got her, her her first Easter basket and let her kind of hang out with us while we're opening it and showing her the stuff. Like, I, I sat her on my lap and I held her and was just like, these are diapers. We're going to put them on your butt for your poop and pee. Yeah. This is a shirt. Look, it's got a unicorn on it. Uh. <laughs> so we did that. Yesterday we went to... Uh, Mandy's cousin has a soft is play softball for their high school, um, down in Vienna. And we went to a game that they had up here in Virginia's cause they were playing against Elkville. Um, and, uh, we watched it. It was pretty bad. They got stomped by Elkville. Like by the time the game started at 430 PM, we got there at five cause we were running late, getting the baby ready and everything. And we were getting like sunscreen on her cause it's bright yesterday um, and getting ready to go. We got there at five. By that time, this is a seven-inning game. So by the time we got there, they were already at the bottom of the fifth inning in a half hour. How did they move so fast? That's the, It was just because it was like... they the, the Elkville would be up. They would score like one or two runs. And then they would be up for... How baseball
0: work? What do you mean, How's baseball work? Like, is it like... How's an how how does an innings know to stop? How do innings know to stop? Who gets three outs? The outs. That's it. I forgot. I was trying to. I know that, I yeah. know that sounds stupid, but I forgot how so baseball if works. If you're
1: the home team, the top in of the inning, like the top of the first, would be the non-home team. Yeah. would be the one that would go first basically gotcha. that's how it is Like it's like but, you're at our house you're our guest you go first at that but you're yeah that makes sense now the innings no. end when you, yes, get, three you outs. get three outs yeah. and then the inning ends and then they switch positions yeah. you'll have the home team go out in the outfield and then the uh, the rival team come I remember out. this now it's coming back to me so uh, we by the time we got there they'd already gone through that many innings that's not supposed to happen in within a half hour span just as an FYI like whenever you watch an MLB game uh, they have nine commercials, innings. though. Sure, but I'm just talking about nine innings, and the, the breaks are longer and stuff too. But nine innings, the fastest that you probably
0: would get it to go through would be like three hours, three three and a half hours. But that's not how like most like kids games are about an hour. I go to a lot of them. You do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're normally like an hour, hour and a half.
1: So sure, hers was probably around like an hour and fifteen minutes, and it went through the seven innings pretty quick. They didn't score a run. She actually didn't even get to play. She was in the dugout, supposed to be keeping score. She's a scorekeeper, right on. Um, which, I don't know what the deal is with that. Uh, her coach for the team, she feels like, doesn't really care for her, even though she's a really good hitter. So he doesn't like put her in. Ever she's got to show up on time she does she's got a she's, i don't know i don't know this person i, I don't know so <laughs> he doesn't put her in to do any of it so i, I don't really know what the deal is there so but put me so in coach i'm they, ready to they, play they, they let her be a scorekeeper and then whenever she got down there to the game she was just like i don't want to keep score today so she just hung out in the dugout and let somebody else be scorekeeper that was supposed to be a bench warmer with her and she just kind Maybe of that's why
0: she doesn't she's shading on her responsibility as a scorekeeper so the coach is like she clearly doesn't want to play
1: no, I mean because the other person that she let scorekeeper is like a bench person like her too. Regardless, she's a really good hitter. I don't know why they didn't put her in the first place. It wasn't like it was gonna be bad one way or the other because they were doing horribly. Sure. It was like seven to zero by the time it was over. Um a good game. Good game, good times. First time I've been to that field. So uh that was that was something. And then today I went to the
0: eye doctor. I bought three pairs of glasses for me. How many dollars did you spend on that? Can I I ask? uh, I enough. You spent a lot. There wasn't like you got a great deal. I did get a good deal by one. I saved. I literally
1: saved half of the money I would have spent on all of it. Um, We got Mandy's glasses. Getting her, she has a pair of new glasses, but they ended up getting what they call crazed, where they have those like. Lines from like heat and stuff like that that kind of come through on there. i never heard of that. Um, if, it's like if you leave if you have a pair of glasses or sunglasses that are prescription and you left them in a hot car oh. on a summer's day type thing. It's so only got it one starts, pair. It's like a layer of glass uh, or the crisol I think, like a, a stuff that they put on there for like anti glare. And it starts like kind of fraying off, and makes these weird lines and indigitations in them, called the crazing. Gotcha. I don't know if I'm explaining it proper. Mandy will probably correct me if I if I am after she listens to this episode. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I only
0: have one pair, and they're always on my face. So <coughs> I will. I guess I, I won't run into that. I I think. Have
1: a pair that's going to be my prescription sunglasses. I got a pair that's going to be for me to be at home while I'm not at work. I got a pair for me to be while I'm at work. You're a fancy boy. Yeah, you don't uh, need them while you're driving.
0: Do I? Yeah. Yeah, I have to. Oh, I can't okay. see. Well, I can't it. either. That's why I was. Yeah, I have to wear them at all times. Yeah. So. You keep them in different places, though. It makes me think that you take them off sometimes. And you're like, I-, I won't wear these. I'll wear them when I'm at work. The pair that I wanted to keep for at
1: home that wasn't going to be my work pair, I, I think they're. A- what I would consider quote unquote
0: fancier glasses. They're like your going out
1: glasses. Kinda, I guess. Or just, you know, I'm at home, I'm going wear these kind yeah. of a thing. I don't want to, you know, dirty these up kind of a thing. Whereas mm. the other ones, I'd be like, they're more kinda like the ones that I have on now. Yeah. So I'm just gonna use those as my work glasses gotcha. or doing shit out and about glasses. And then the other ones are basically black versions of the fancy glasses that are going to be sunglasses. Word. Um but I got those I found out that I have this uh, health savings card that I got whenever I first started working there. And basically, every at the beginning of every year, um, my insurance company would dump money onto that card. But I never used it mm-hmm. the entire time that I've been working there. And then since Betty was born, we changed our insurance around. And I don't have that card anymore to use. I have the card, but they're not putting money onto it. So I have this money that I can use on anything health-oriented, including glasses or whatever. Nice. That's just been sitting on this card that like expires in 2020 sometimes. So you gotta use And that. they are just like, oh, here. And it was just like, how much money is on it? I called them today. They was like, oh, it's this much money. And I was just like, what? <laughs> and she was just like, yeah, there's quite a bit on there. I was like, I've never touched it. She was like, well, you have an activator. it. Let's activate it. And I was like, cool. So I got the eye the doctors today. And I was just like, I'm by your store today. Nice. I'm here to get glasses today. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Uh, that's really the most exciting things that have been going on. It's nothing, like, super Definitely. altering or
0: life-changing. I know you've been up to some shit. I haven't been up to much. I, uh, I went to New Orleans over the weekend. That's a little bit, though. Yeah, it was a it was a quick little trip. I've got some friends down there. And, I feel like uh, it was more exciting than my softball game. <laughs> uh, so, drove down Friday and, uh, spent a Friday night and had some dinner with a friend. Um, that was about it for that, and then... Uh Saturday there was a birthday party going on so we kind of hung out. Um but before that went to uh, the the down to the uh, Jackson down to Square. Downtown Abbey. No, Jackson Square, uh which is where the the cathedral is and uh-huh. just kind of the whole downtown where area. Where the Thriller or... dance. Is that where Thriller dance? I have no idea. Oh, I, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh You keep talking about it. I'm going to look up where they filmed Thriller now. <laughs> oh cool. Uh we uh Checked out some artwork because they always have artwork around the uh, Jackson Square, uh, just different people. So it was cool to see the artwork. There was a giant race going on down there uh, that I didn't know that was gonna be going on. Um, but really, what uh, what kind of happened while we were down there is we were down there for a birthday party, but um, also. Uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot was filmed down in New Orleans. Yeah. I don't um, know I'm talking about And they just got done filming maybe less than a month ago or so. And we I did some research trying to figure out where, because a lot of it took place, or some of it took place in a mall. And so I was trying to figure out what mall it was in because I wanted to see, you know, kind of go through it all. Uh, the, the movie was filmed in the Esplanade Mall. Cool. Uh, Esplanade uh, is a mall I've been to before. Uh, But I was really kind of determined, like I need to find this and see if they have like Brody's comic book stores still, like like still standing, kind of thing. Just just out of curiosity, and then I also found out where they created the movies that that's in the movie because they made a whole new movies uh, fast food restaurant there. Um, So found the movies.
1: I'm watching all of the, on his uh, Instagram. He's been posting all those snippets of yeah. like, the videos and stuff like that for like the docu yes. series for it. Yeah, like the, the road the re- to reboot. Road to reboot. Yeah. yeah, and I've been watching. Like I watched the the one that was like two or three minutes long. It was about the movies, and I was just like, they got so detailed, like yeah, like bringing it back to life. Like it has its own drinks
0: on. Like they showed like the uh-huh. fountain so It was like all uniquely named yes. something else that's yeah. tied to the movie. So I saw the building, found the building, uh, but it's no longer a movies. Uh, it's just kind of set up. Uh, it's, the, it's the building, but it's not anything. It's actually home of... It's going to be a new uh, restaurant uh, coming soon. Uh, but saw that. Nothing was left of it. Gotcha. Uh, but it was like, hey, that's that building. And then uh, went to the mall, uh, the Esplanade Mall, where they did filming there, and they didn't have anything set up there either. But it was kind of neat just to kind of retrace the steps. Places I've been before, because I've been to New Orleans I a couple of times. S- Esplanade, E-S... P-L-A... Yeah, like that. Esplanade, New Orleans. Yeah. Um, the mall is specifically probably what you want. I guess. uh I guess if you
1: want me to look at the mall. I don't want you to look at... I, don't I just wanted to see what it was like. I don't care if
0: you look at the mall. Um,
1: Whoa. Were she there? I don't... Did I she didn't have leaves on her face? I didn't see her. Um, they got deep fried Oreos at this mall. We are
0: going back together. <laughs> <laughs> um... But that was kind of neat. And then um, I was looking for a couple of specific comic books um, that had come out. And it was just a, a reminder of how much I enjoy kind of the hunt for a comic book. Um, you don't have to do that as much, you know, in this time of life where there's, you can eBay, My Comic Stop, what, you know, there's all kinds of different websites. That you can go to to find any comic book you're looking for. And just kind of takes the fun out of it. And hell, even if you go to like... I can go, I can go to Mike at Campus Comics and say, Hey Mike, can you get this book still? And he can order it in for me. Uh, but there's something about just being able to go to different comic book stores and find that book that you're looking for. Yeah, uh, That's always been fun for me. Um, I'm actually I'm writing a blog about that. That should be on the website soon um regarding maybe by the
1: time this is up it could be by the time this is this up this would be
0: may something i yeah, think right? it'll probably be up by then cuz i'm i'm in the middle of writing it currently uh but yeah, that, yeah. just may something I, I always enjoy um and then the other thing new orleans related uh, besides just loving the city and eventually probably living there i know uh, do uh, remind me. <laughs> It'll be a while still. I know it's going to be a while, Shad, but I'm
1: not excited about just doing this exclusively. Over. I'm not going to get to see your face right next to me all I'll the probably time. come to,
0: like for holidays and stuff.
1: Oh, for holidays. Yeah. Oh, good.
0: Holiday specials. That's all we get face to face. It's that I've been on the hunt for pickle chips, you know. Jesus um. Christ. <laughs> 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 Never mind. Go to <laughs> leave. Um, and I think I found my favorite pickle chip so far, uh, which oh. is yeah. Did you
1: see Vlasic's is making one?
0: No, I didn't. Yeah, like they're actually
1: like Vlasic like like bland from chips. not chips. They're actual pickles, and they're chipping them. I'll type it up and I'll okay. find it for you. I'm having a hard also, time wrapping my brain around this. Also, just to bring it back full circle, Thriller was just filmed in L.A. <laughs> just LA like it was at a cemetery it was in LA I look like an old ass cemetery it probably is but it was in LA <laughs> that's funny um also did you go to bongos while you were at this mall I did not go to I've bongos never, that was the first thing that popped out to me I was just like uh-oh
0: bongos I probably walked past it I uh sure did. but uh pickle chips so oh yeah zaps is a is a brand of chip that is kind of home is in new orleans uh, but they have a uh, a pickle flavor. It's called like Gator Dill or something like that. Uh, but yeah. the the Gator Dill is uh, it's kind of like got a little spice to it. But it's probably the best pickle Gator flavor. Gator Bill. Gator Dill. 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 I thought you
1: said Bill, and I was like, this is the brand name of the ship.
0: <laughs> no, Zaps is the brand. Okay, Zaps. Yeah, which you can find around here. Um, Gator Dill. Uh, uh being the pickle chip of their of their choice it's pretty good um so far it's the best there's another brand that i had picked up that i forgot completely i haven't tried it yet um but this will be the third and fourth pickle chip that i've tried i'm still not sold on it as my favorite thing in the entire world but i've had lays rays and i've I've had lays before and they're actually pretty good yeah i I, I don't i don't really like pickles at all so
1: i like that flavor though yeah um, but, so there they are, the Vlasic pickle chips. So they're like dried pickle chips? Basically. So Pickle Maker Flastic is putting a new twist on traditional pickles with a pickle chip. These are different than your average pickle-flavored potato chips. These are actual pickle slices, okay. as you can see yeah, as the picture absolutely. in the bag. Uh, Thomas McGuff, I guess, is that how you would say his name? McGuff? McGuff. He's the co-chief uh, operator of Flastic, basically, the company that owns Flastic he said eating pickles out of conventional jars is inconvenient and messy as messy and pickle snacks are actually becoming a thing particular in c-stores i'm guessing convenience uh oh, convenience gotcha. stores uh so we've created Vlastic single serve pickle slices and also vacuumed uh vac- Vlasic vacuum fried pickle chips that are absolutely fantastic so these are the slices of the pickle chips vacuum fried vacuum fried interesting I've never heard of that process. It's even. probably like how you pressure cook something in a way. You know oh. what I mean? Like you have like a deep fryer that you would pressure cook. Mm-hmm. It's probably that way to like a super high amount of heat to get it done
0: fast. I'm in. I'm ready for this.
1: I I don't know when it comes out. I don't know. Uh, When did this it, article it says on clear?s When they hit April twenty first is it's when this is written. So. so
0: yeah, cool. Um, That's the thing. Sorry. So, no. 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 You're fine. Um, couple other things. Finish the river to river relay. Uh, that was pretty all right. Um I actually have uh, I wouldn't say retired from relay, but I have decided that I'm not going to captain the team anymore and probably won't run um It'd be like an alt going forward. No, I'm not going to do it, I don't think. Oh, okay. Um the the only time I ever run in the year is for this race and I don't want that to be the case. You don't um, wanna run. So I'm just going to try to work on running throughout <laughs> the year. Um but less Training for like hills and shit. Like I'd rather just I like I I moved in town. One of the specific reasons is so I could just run in town like on the streets. Yeah, the yeah. And, and uh, so I like running flatlands better. It's more of a time for me to clear my head and listen to shows and into, stuff like that. Into the flatlands. Yeah, uh, but while I was running uh, or before I ran, I kind of I picked up some running hats. Uh, you know, just like kind of lightweight hats that have a little breathing. I'm a I'm a hat guy yeah um if you don't know this about me uh people um but i i realized that i am a hat fanatic i just you buy are. hats all the time
1: usually regularly um, whenever he's here after coming here from work you
0: wear the paperboy hat
1: yes i don't know what it's officially called yeah
0: the newsy kind of like driver cap i think maybe is what it's called okay yeah but yeah I'm that's sure. my typical he's like the guy that you that's would my use. work hat extra extra yeah that, that kid they're a little bigger Yeah, definitely. But it's that
1: same style. Absolutely. The one that would look like a train conductor hat if you unbuttoned to the top. Yeah, if I had a button. You you don't have a button.
0: but Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. That hat. Yes. That's my work hat typically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I've got all kinds of ball caps. I've got some... But where I'm going with this is like the week of River to River, I spent like 60 bucks on hats. I bought like four different ones. Nice. Uh, I got a, a new Moen yard hat that has a wide brim and one of those long backs on it oh. so that my neck doesn't get burnt. Um, I got a nice new, what I would call a guitar playing hat, um, which is like Trooper kind of hats. a... No, kind of like a wide brimmed, uh, not as wide, but... Um, kind of that you would see. I don't know. Like you're gonna go on not on safari, not that kind of. Wow, uh, that'd
1: be cool if you wore I, a safari
0: hat to play know. shows. Um, and then I bought some Ronin hats, but I love hats, 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 hats. Um, and then after River to River, I started Pio, uh, which is uh, Peyote? Yeah, the no, uh, Pio, <laughs> which is like a an exercise video type thing. It's a Pilates yoga workout video. Um, trying to to maybe lose some lbs, get in shape a little bit. Um, with something that's not as heavy on the knees as running is, because uh, you know we're not getting any younger. I'm I mean, heavy on my knees. Knees, uh, you know what I mean. Knees hurt a little bit more. And then yeah, the websites, as I mentioned last episode, the websites, uh, starting to get a little better. We're we're getting things figured out on the website shadshuber.com. It's uh, it's coming together. Shadshuber.com. Yes. Shadshuber.com.
1: That's your uh, jingle I made for you. It's like a five-second spot. It's going to be on ESPN tomorrow. Uh, you're
0: sweet. Yeah. Thank you for, for you're that.
1: Welcome. May the 7th be with you. That'll be the next day
0: after this comes up. May the 7th be with you.
1: Um, okay. what, yeah. was that? what was that? Uh... Mark Hamill's thing last year, after May the Fourth be with you came like that was a thing. i um, obviously well before this, but uh, <laughs> last year he did a thing like for the entire month of May he had a saying for every day, and he just kept coming up with them. Nice. Uh, I don't remember what all of them were. We'd have to go back and look at
0: them. I. Uh, it's not important. After this, before this releases, after, after so this will come out on the sixth of May. Yeah. So something it's already happened. But I've had my first show, um, my first solo show. Cool. At uh, it's called the Blink Small Makers Market, maybe? Small Makers Market, Small uh, Makers Market, Small maker's uh, the Blink Makers Market. Um, it's uh, put on by a group Is this of the art show gallery thing yeah. that you were talking about. Before? Yeah, it's kind of like it's different people with. Uh, Where's that at? It's in this one's gonna be next to the train station, the old train station. And, like, the in cellar. Carbondale? Like, in that area. Yeah, in Carbondale. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, it's a, a, a show anybody can go to. They're going to have all kinds of stuff for sale. At the pavilion or, like, actually in, like... At the train station. At the train, at the train, at the station. train station. So yeah. it'd be, like,
1: across from Soundcore. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, so I'll be playing uh, to, on a Sunday. It's the Sunday before this all comes out. Um, three to six, three hours of shows. Uh, just going to be playing some some covers and some original music and stuff that we've nice. written together and everything. So. Should nice. be pretty cool. Um, When's your first for that. show
1: that you're doing at uh, Pennies? You said you were going to start doing those. Things. Oh, Are there's Penny's a start? there's an
0: open mic night um, in May sometime. I can't remember mid May. Um, it's on like a Thursday night. I think. I was going right. to say, I was like, I didn't know when it started. I was hoping I was
1: like, if it was on my birthday, I actually have my birthday off oh, yeah? from work. I was like, I would come down there specifically for on my birthday, just to hang out and watch uh, you play.
0: I don't remember exactly what's going on um let's see open mic night oh it's may 2nd may 2nd yeah that sucks that's when their first open mic night is at penny so hopefully i'll be able to do that i'm excited to get out there and play some tunage i've been working on some originals um been working on some new covers that's i'll talk about a little bit later maybe a little bit but yeah cool. that's me what's your game life been like Brother. Uh, I haven't really been able to play
1: a lot of things or watch a lot of things truly. Most of my stuff this week is all in music. Uh, game-wise, still Destiny 2, obviously, the spring event that's happening. Uh, Revelry, or however you call it. Um, essentially, there are these things that you can collect from doing... Uh, there's this, this forest in the game. It's not like a forest forest, but like a digital forest. It's like a
0: forest gump.
1: No, a digital force. I guess a forest Gump, if you bought it on digital, like for, like, Ultraviolet yeah. or, uh, you know, something else that doesn't exist anymore. That oh, Walmart yeah, Ultraviolet's not <laughs> there anywhere. Uh, Movies anywhere. Uh, so it's like a digital force thing that happens. It's like a weird simulation instance that you run through. They have it, like, all prettied up for spring and... Uh, it's almost essentially supposed to be kind of quote-unquote never-ending. You kill enemies, and as you kill enemies, you gain time back on the clock. You start with, like I think, like three or four minutes on the clock. As you kill them, you pop up with more time, and you just are encouraged to keep going through as many runs of this force as you possibly can until uh, you get to the end of it, and then you have a specific set amount of time that has stacked also alongside what you've been killing mm-hmm. um, that you have to fight as many bosses as possible. Um, typically, you know, like five or six, I think, is like a decent run, four, five, six. Um, um, then you get a lot of good loot and stuff from it after you finish it. But also you get this thing that's like in this little vial called Essence. And you can use that inside the Infinite Force or outside of it in a lot of different runs uh, to give your character like little buffs to make them even stronger. Oh, okay. Uh, one of the buffs that in I buff. prefer to use is... Uh, one for the grenades it basically makes my grenade like reload like charge time because it's not like a physical grenade it uses your ability in the game but uh it uses uh that your grenade has like a specific like oh your grenade has like 40 seconds to respawn you know before you can even use it again and that buff makes it happen like instantly so instead of even using your guns you can just go through and keep like throwing your energy grenades at everything if you wanted to cool um, it adds like a really cool element. It added in, uh, also added in some, uh, some new guns, some new, uh, gear that you can get, uh, that's all unique and only available during this time. I think it's a two week long event. I'm going to guess by the time that this comes out, it should be over by then. I think that starting today is the quote unquote second day since this is a Tuesday We don't usually record on Tuesday. It throws me off that this is is actually reset day. Um, Apart from that, I actually the only other game that I played was I started playing uh, a game that I've been wanting to play since last year, which is uh, Vampire. It's set in 19, I think 14 or 1918, Um, and you play as a man who is kind of like a a wealthy, you know, well-to-do kind of a person. I think it's in London, if I'm not mistaken, and you are heading home and you're bit by a vampire that basically kills you. Everybody assumes you as dead. Um, a lot of other happenstances happens that like kind of comes about with you seeing uh, visions that kind of fly back to you even after you've been dead. You see things that happened like based around your dead body or whatever um, when your character gets reawakening at the, at, at the beginning of the game close to the beginning of the game when you actually get control all you can see is like your character is just insanely thirsty and you just see like outlines of a person that's like all bloodied you see this woman in the distance and you grab her and you bite her and uh, drain her of most of her blood and she's dying not like you're turning her but you, she's just dying, dying. Mm-hmm. and uh, you find out that it's actually your sister who's been looking for you and uh, so you basically killed your sister not knowing that you were killing your sister because you were still like out of it, not waking yeah. like waking up kind of a thing. Um and like your whole quest is based upon you trying to figure out who your maker is so that you can make them pay and kill them. Uh it's really a deep game, deeper than I thought it was. Not necessarily story wise. The story is really cool, but I mean, as the battle system and stuff goes, like it's just kind of a em up like hack and slashy type game, but you get a lot of, like, there's a skill tree that's in the game that I didn't think would really be there. I thought it was just going to be more story driven. Mm-hmm. And this is more like, kind of like how the new God of War has, like, a skill tree based on, like, oh, well, this is, like, specifically for your abilities. And you have an ability that, like, gives you these, like, weird claws that kind of come out and you can attack heavy, like, a heavy attack with these claws. And then, like, you get new abilities with these claws. And it's, like, a super branched out, bigger skill tree thing than I thought was going to happen which i think is really cool but like i said i'm only like maybe an hour and a half into it and it's kind of like a 30 hour experience from what i've gathered like 20 or 30 hours i see um so i'll I'll have more to report about that it's definitely something i'm gonna keep uh playing nice seems really cool uh the acting and stuff's not the best in the world not as good as i've seen before in video games but i think that the story and the gameplay and that skill tree stuff is deep enough and rich enough that it's going to keep me interested at least to check it out cool but uh yeah i've enjoyed it a little bit as what i've played but that's that's really all i've had time to play what about you i i started final fantasy 7
0: the the switch import oh yeah, the one that you said last time that you just bought i bought it that was my game (laughs) my game stuff uh, yeah, I I played. I don't know. I, I played until I hit the first save point, uh, which is not super far into the game. Yeah. So did you even fight the first boss? No, I don't think so. No, I think that's with you and Barrett on an
1: elevator or something
0: like that. Okay. Fight I am boss? with Barrett. Yeah. Uh, I have him, but uh, it was it's good. Uh, you're right. The the graphics are a little rough, um, but it I don't think that has any. That's not why I haven't played any more of it. Right. Um. I just haven't played anymore I've really kind of been kind of busy with other things so um it's it's cool I'll keep playing it for sure uh but yeah anybody who is branching out into checking out the Final Fantasy uh import to Switch it is as Justin had said before a little rough in the graphics realm but if you're really kind of checking it out for story and wanting to see what all the yeah. hubbub is about on that side it's definitely worth it I mean for the price point it's not like
1: absolutely horrible graphics i mean it's, it's it's memorable to me and i i don't care about the graphics in that game especially as much but it is harsher on the eyes to me especially going back from classic games to me that stand out artistically would be more sprite based games you know things like your older legend of zeldas or uh, Secret of Mana, things like that, artistically speak to me. And then we have stuff that's out nowadays, or since like you know GameCube, PS2 era, yeah. that doesn't look like, but it's actually a pretty cool looking game and stuff. Like yeah. you know, Kingdom Hearts still holds up. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks good, yeah. even without the digital you know remastering Remastered that we kind of got. Good. It still looks good. Absolutely. But then you have that weird blocky era of we're trying to break into a semi 3D space, or it is full 3D. That was the Nintendo 64. Sega Saturn and PS1. your PS1. And the gameplay and the stories were always really good, but you had some of these. like I remember going back and looking at some of the stuff that was in like Mario 64 and playing that not too uh-huh. long ago, and I'm like, this has so much brown in it. <laughs> I was like, this is just a really brown game. <laughs> i just, just like, it sounds stupid, but if you play back and want- play some of those first levels, you're just like, hey, yeah, there's greens and stuff too, but it's just so... It's I don't of. know it's clunky too it's just it's them learning and we wouldn't be where we are today with all without the cool it. shit yeah. that we wouldn't have without that and the, without the PS1 you know I mean like Final Fantasy 7 look at that compared to where we were whenever we got the PS2 and we got Final Fantasy 10 it was That's a true. fucking huge jump but we wouldn't have Final Fantasy 10 and what it became without having Final Fantasy Seven, Eight, Nine.
0: yeah yeah um it's it and it probably was badass for the time Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, it sure. Was like, oh, my God, look at this.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, that's a... where I was a kid and I was in Toys R Us and I saw Super Mario 64 for the first time, mm-hmm. it blew my fucking tiny yes, mind out absolutely. of the water. It wow. was nuts seeing that and playing a demo of it, being like, oh, my God, I'm getting to play it well while before the even console even comes out, kind yeah. of a thing, and then finally getting it for Christmas and, like, you know, being so ecstatic over it and stuff. But, you know, going back now, it's... Yes, it's still a classic game. Same thing with Final Fantasy seven. Yeah. But... They
0: don't hold up as well as what you probably remembered them. It's more of a
1: nostalgic
0: type thing. Yeah, and you're right. There's there's something that definitely happens in ps2 that makes something hold a lot better yeah especially those higher end games like yeah you're not it's, gonna play it, it, like the spongebob like yeah. boat race and be like oh this is so great still but like yeah like no. a kingdom hearts or a playstation or a final fantasy 10 there are some games that the graphics even hold up from that long ago absolutely um, but not much past that. that's why I, I feel like
1: a lot of people especially nowadays more so started give a lot of love to the to the gamecube once it launched but yeah. I feel like then and its library isn't as deep and as rich as it was, but to me, that's one of my favorite Nintendo consoles. Mm-hmm. I would probably put the Super Nintendo first and after that, the GameCube. Would Not you? that I don't like the Switch or the Wii or any of those, but those are probably my first two go-tos. What came if, even above the, the 64. And the 64 had so 64 many classics, but the GameCube had so much shit on it that was just not as appreciated as I think it should have been. Yeah. Like, a lot of people dog on Sunshine, and yeah, it doesn't have the controls that you would probably want from a Mario game. It added Flood. It had a lot of cool concepts, yeah. but I thought it was a great game. I thought Luigi's Mansion was I was going to say, great. we got first Luigi's Mansion on yeah. there, right? That's the one that has the port for uh, Skies of Arcadia on it. Yeah. It has the Legends on there and stuff. I, I adore that game. It's my favorite RPG ever. we got the Metroid Prime games on there. We got that uh, one Wind guy. Wind Waker's on there. That uh uh, that guy, that guy, uh, red and white suit. Oh, beautiful Joe! Yeah, that's the yeah. one. That eventually came to PS2 also, but it was on GameCube first. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like so many great titles that were on there, I just kind of, like I said, I felt like it was unappreciated. Definitely, but they always have been uh, the kind of company that's tried underappreciated. To, tried, to, yeah, I think so. And they try to go out of their way to make themselves stand apart and be unique. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I've always liked. Uh, Nintendo so much more than the other consoles. And a lot of people like, maybe you, like more so diehard PlayStation, obviously. Yeah. But I've always been diehard Nintendo. And it's, there's there's people that can't stand Nintendo for what it is. But I just have always been like, it's it's like my bread and butter as far as I'm concerned. It's always my second Melee. choice console. The best Smash Brothers that's yeah. been out. It's on GameCube.
0: It's my second. I've never, I've always owned a, or I've, I've been pretty, I've owned more Nintendo consoles in my life than I've owned PlayStation consoles. Sure. Uh, but I've never owned a Microsoft console. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely like. Isn't I like it, my PlayStation. I, I, but. I'm not
1: dogging Microsoft by any means either. They I, uh, no, they make <laughs> they make really good first party titles sometimes mm-hmm. like halo is great gears have been pretty consistently but i mean it's a more mature console i feel like like yeah. as far as that goes and like i'm not a very mature person but i'm not not that there's other ones that are immature because playstation has a lot of like the last of us is arguably way yeah, more mature but i always find story-wise. titles
0: that are not very mature like sure. that's what i gear towards i want an escape of an Reality, escape from reali- yeah. realism if you want to
1: play like fucking jacks
0: yes and I stuff like the Jack and Dexter really, yeah. Kingdom Hearts I want to play Mario yeah. you want to go
1: to your like full on fucking higher fantasy yeah. stuff as opposed to just even being like cartoony. it has to be realistic yeah But, like, Microsoft has always been seemingly more powerful as far as it goes. And if you're wanting to just look to play, like, all of the third-party titles that are going to come out to pretty much every console, and you just want to have a console that does that and you're not caring about first parties, Microsoft's probably the way to go. It's more powerful. It's going to play those third-party games than anything else. But if you want first-party shit, at this point, it's Nintendo or Sony. Right now, probably Sony. Sony's got a fucking ton of games still coming out that are Mm first-party that are really good. Like, Sekiro just came out. I never touched it, but I can't wait to play it. Yeah.
0: Yes. What about your TV? You said you haven't been watching a lot, but... Uh, we've
1: still been watching Walking Dead. We watched the Rick episode where the exit happened. Yeah, we can talk uh, about saw it the, finally. Saw, saw the time gap that ended up happening. I guess that uh, Janice or Anne or whatever you want to call her uh, got him in the helicopter or whatever yeah. at the end of it. Uh, so that was cool, and it was neat seeing uh, little baby Judith be all... Midder- She's middle- my favorite. She's my favorite. She is, yeah. Does she consistently stay cool?
0: Yeah, she's not in there nearly as much as I want her to be, but I like what she brings to the table. Yeah, I saw like the first that
1: uh, first appearance that
0: happens like at the tail end of that after everything's done, and you see uh, what's
1: his name, Dan vogel Oh yeah, yeah, in there with that group or whatever, mm-hmm. and she's like kills the zombies right away, and she's got like the mini katana on her yes. back and her like basically like a gun like her dad carried that's just slightly smaller and wears the the fucking uh
0: sheriff hat and stuff like that i was just like this is fucking rad yeah but uh yeah that got me in that was like the like it's like okay we got the same drawn out shit and then when they when like the the sneak peek for next week or whatever when that came out for that i was like all right i'm in like they're they're bringing a new group they've got judith they did a time jump carol's got long ass hair yeah like (laughs) yeah
1: uh, no, it's, it's still been good. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it still. Uh, not my favorite season, but it's been, uh, better than what I was expecting, especially considering the amount of viewership being like slowly declining right. as it's gone on. Uh, so I don't, I don't really know. I'm excited to see what, uh, what Negan's going to end up being like, you know, even further down the right line. It yeah. was cool seeing him be broken. Yeah. Uh, like at Maggie's feet, just begging to die and shit like that, yeah. and her being like, "You just basically already don't exist. Might as well just put you back in," kind of a thing, and mm-hmm. seeing her full resolution with it kind of come about. Yeah. Um, the only other thing that we've really been picking up on is Game of Thrones, the GOT. At this point, now of recording, we are two episodes deep into a six-episode final season. That's uh, so short. It is. Uh, the first two episodes are actually short. Uh, they are standard length about like 52, 54 minutes. Wow. Um, the next episode is supposed to be, I think, 82 or 88 minutes long. Gotcha. So you're so, getting an hour and a half or so. Yeah, basically. Uh, a lot bigger chunk of content almost. Uh, an hour and a half, like you said. Uh, it's finally, the first two episodes are basically reunion episodes. I'm not going to talk about all that stuff so much so until the season's probably fully done we'll wrap up the whole thing. And then that cool. way I can talk about it more so in greater detail, but cause I don't want to do spoilers for this is a show that I care about. I know a lot of people are very passionate about it, And with it being the final thing, I don't want to be spoilery too much. Got gotcha. tons of reunions yeah. happened in the last first, uh, first two episodes. Um, some very important revelations finally came about to certain characters, um which is really, snow yeah it's something that it's correlated with the last season so if you haven't watched season 7 stop listening to this part and just skip ahead a little bit you don't bit. have to talk about it well i was no. just going to mention it because we know as of the end of the last season that john snow is not a bastard child like we always thought he was his parents were married yes okay and we know who his parents are and what that really means they're the king and queen kind of in a way not really <laughs> I don't but. Know. Uh, his mother was Ned Stark, uh, who his was... His mother was Ned Stark? You no, know, his mother... That's a real weird first name his for mother, a woman. <laughs> His mother was Ned Stark's sister. Her name is Lyanna Stark. Huh. Um, that Ned Stark basically was his father kind of growing up. Um, and his but it was real, actually his uncle, I guess. Yeah, right. okay. technically, yes. And then his real father was Rhaegar Targaryen, who is Daenerys Targaryen, Emily Clark. Uh, Emily Clark you know what I'm talking about? yeah. Uh, her character from Game of Thrones, it's her brother um, that had, you know, since been killed. Same thing with Lyanna. She died after childbirth. Um, she gave Jon to So Ned, Daenerys is Jon's
0: aunt? Aunt. Okay.
1: Really, yes. And they are together as a couple. And they don't care. Uh, that revelation has now been put out to Jon. He didn't know. Oh. He has not known until uh season eight episode one did we know we knew oh okay. as of season seven we knew that that was the I got thing. You. okay um but yeah it, it was just really crazy seeing like the reactions from other people you know has he kind of how all this happened uh like i said the reunions were really heartwarming this is there are characters meeting up that haven't seen each other since season one holy cow kind of wow. thing so like uh john's little sister Arya stark Um, she has been, they, the only time that they've ever been a part of each other and you really see like how strong of a connection they are. Like they're very tight knit. He's the one who gives her her sword that she carries throughout the entire series named Needle. Um, she, he's the one who, you know, kind of looked after her and was okay with her being like wanting to be a little fighter and not me kind of like a tomboy. doesn't have to be a prissy prim princess type person. Yeah. And, you know them hugging and embracing whenever they're in that first episode together from season one episode one after that they don't see each other again until season eight episode one
0: wow oh, so okay. then
1: they finally see each other again for the first time it's like a super heartwarming moment of like these people that love each other haven't seen each other for years and years and years at this point point. and um so there's a lot of meetings that happen that are kind of like that did um, winter come which winter is here Oh,
0: it's here now. Yes. Okay. So that's the whole build up to everything. The uh... Have they been waiting on like this has all happened since last winter? Like this is all within so, a year. In, within
1: no, within the world of Westeros in Game of Thrones, uh-huh. uh, there could be hundreds of thousands of years before there's a winter. Ah, that's how it works in in the show. I got so you. whenever winter hits, winter can last like literally like forty years, fifty years. Like, there's ones in the book that they said that winter lasts like 200 years. There's people that have lived and died and all they know is winter. That's it. Wow. Um, And then, like, there's, like, people that are kids in the show and in this entire thing, they call them sweet summer child because that's all they've ever known their entire life is just summer, beautiful Ah. sunshine, you know, sometimes occasional rain and stuff, but never winter and harsh snow. Mm -hmm. Snow that's, like, literally, like, when winter comes, it's, like, fucking four four feet deep kind of like snow everywhere kind of a thing like it's, it's catastrophic when winter happens and so winter is here um, along with winter is now coming the Night King who is like the quote-unquote zombie horde leader villain of the show and that's what episode three is kind of leading toward this army of the Night Kings is at the doorstep of Winterfell where it is that's the home of the Starks ah. that's where all these characters are all finally meeting there's a massive army that's there of people that really don't get along at all some Mm -hmm. of them you know they're just like a mishmash of people that you've met from out the entire series and stuff and they're all trying to work together to save the world basically because if the night king invades everything he's just going to kill everything in his path and basically wipe the site clean
0: that's what he wants so it's return of the king kind of in a way it's it's sauron yeah in, and, in that sense, but then, Sauron
1: is like a phys, in that sense is in his physical body at this gotcha. point. He's the Night King, and Aragorn is is uh, not Ned, is John, John, in that way, yeah, in that gotcha. kind of sense. So if you want to put it in that that vein of things, that's kind of the thing. But the battle is like this is the biggest battle that's ever been filmed
0: in the Why history of movies. Do I love shows. Lord of the Rings, but can't find myself to get into Game of Thrones? Uh, because you knew Lord of the Rings. I had a this relationship. This is part of your childhood before the Because I had and The and Hobbit and I had yeah. everything like that. Okay.
1: I think you would be able to get into Game of Thrones if you really gave it a chance. Because it's really, really, really good show. I tried
0: too. a couple of times and I just can't. I wonder why.
1: I don't know. It's it's super awesome. But like I said, this this battle that's about to happen with the Night King, like the battle for Winterfell I think is what they're going to call mm-hmm. it, it's the biggest that's ever been recorded, bigger than anything The Lord of the Rings did, It's took them 52 days days just to film this one battle. Dang. Um, like, the biggest budget that's ever gone into a battle. Like, this is supposed to be a fucking epic. Hmm. Um, so, the end of the episode that we saw from episode two that happened uh, on Sunday, this yeah. past Sunday, is basically leading up to um, you see Tyrion Lannister, who is played by Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Um, you see him kind of peering over this wall um, and looking out and it kind of pans back and you just see this fucking massive army of undead, you know, giants. You have uh, the Night King now has one of Daenerys' dragons uh, who is now a, like a giant ice dragon, basically, that's undead. Um, so he has like a fucking dragon now, too. There are giants on their side. So she she like a dragon keeper? She's what they call the mother of dragons. She actually has had a host of three dragons that were basically her children uh, okay. kind of a thing. Interesting. Um, that happened at the end of the first season. They were kind of quote unquote born and she's been raising them and stuff ever since then. And now they're full grown massive dragons. That's like majority of your CGI budget goes to those things because they're fucking impressive. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, one of them had died of the three and now the Night King has it. Oh. And it's like under his control. So he has a dragon as well. Like one of the earlier episodes that we saw in, uh, in this season, it's, Kind of, I guess, a little bit of a spoiler. It's a lot of things that people speculated. But uh, Danny has always rode uh, one of the dragons. It's name's Drogon. And uh, there's another dragon that is named after... It's called Rhaegal, which is named technically after Jon's real father, Rhaegar Targaryen. Um, So he actually rides Rhaegal in that first season. It's the first time he's ever ridden a dragon. So they show that sequence of them like... Kind of dog chasing each other all up in the winter, fell like in the mountains and stuff like that. On these dragons,
0: I seen they did it. They did that, movie, they had a movie of that. How do they train your dragon? Yeah, it just came out. The, yeah, the, I yep. saw the there dragons. Is this is it, in. but like R rated. There's like a lot of <laughs> sex and stuff that happens. <laughs> Speaking of a lot of sex, I started watching a new show uh, the last night. Of sex, no, uh, called Now Apocalypse. No, uh, I don't it's know. on stars. Okay. Um, oh yeah, you get the stars. And, and right I have there. stars right now. Oh. Um, and I was just like, I'm gonna put on something stupid while I'm working on news. Um, and it's like the coming of the apocalypse, but there's just like a lot of sex that happens. And I think that's the only takeaway from the show that I've gotten so far is like, this guy is seeing like that the apocalypse may be coming, uh, but a lot of other people are also coming. During the, see what I did there? It was I to get it. I get um, it. They're coming. <laughs> There's a lizard man here. Yeah. Um so I'm only I got like three episodes in. I was watching it really just while I was combing through uh Your hair? No, uh through news articles <laughs> uh for us, but it was an interesting show. Um I mostly why I have stars is because of American Gods. Yes. Um I'm halfway through the season now. There's only one episode left to be released. Because uh, that's also a short season, though they only have eight episodes in their seasons. Is it over after two, or is there a three? Um, there better be more than three, because they're not even... They may get through the first section, the first third of the book. Oh, wow. Well. They're taking it real slow with it. They're taking it real slow. So, um, like, you've read the book, right? No, not all the way. Have you Where I started uh, listening to the audiobook. Did you get, like, halfway through? Probably. So you know when he goes, uh, he gets the. Sh- uh, uh, Mister Wednesday takes him to that city, uh, or that town, and he gives him the alias Mike Ansel. Yes. And everything. Yes. Um, that is the beginning of the second section of the book, out of three sections. And that's not even happened in the show yet. And they, I imagine, that's where they're going to get to at the end of this season. Jesus He's Christ! Gonna put him into that. So that puts the show... It's like them making three movies out of
1: The Hobbit. Yes. Who would have ever thought they would have done that? <laughs> they're doing... We needed nine hours of content for one 360-page one book. They're doing it well. That's uh, good. I mean, I, I I believe so because I've heard nothing but good things.
0: Yeah. They're doing it really well. Um, I'm really enjoying where they're taking uh, the... Oh, what's her name? You didn't want to watch Power? No. Uh, <laughs> where they're taking... Uh, Laura's storyline is is very interesting to me. Um, a lot more of the Leprechaun in there. Um, a lot of the Leprechaun and Laura really together. Uh, what? <laughs> it's just, it reminds me of, uh, Wayne's world. I'm, I'm the Leprechaun! Stop it, Wayne, stop it! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to get you. But it's, it's really, I, I watched like three episodes back to back to back last night, because I was like, I just love the show, it's really good. Yeah, um. Good. It's been from the beginning. It's always it's been an interesting one. Um but I really like the what liberties they're taking with it still. There was
1: another star show that I wanted to pick up to watch. Was Outcast on there?
0: No, Outcast on Showtime. Showtime? Showtime. Is it? hmm The Kirkman one, right? Yeah.
1: I thought it was stars for some reason.
0: No, that would be great because then I could just get yeah, it. Yeah, I really want to get watch it, it though, because I've heard good things about it yeah. too. But I have uh, <laughs> no. watched the first season of Outcast. It is really good. Um, Did I, we talk about it on the show before? I don't think so. It's Cinemax. Oh, Cinemax. Yeah, I knew it was
1: something that what well, I thought when you You're said right. Showtime, I was like, I don't think that's it was wrong, Showtime because I would have. There's other shows on Showtime that I've had before. Ah, uh, yeah. But yeah, Cinemax. you have to have like Cinemax go,
0: and that's one of those things that's like Stars.
1: Like, yeah, to have. I think it, you, you can get
0: it on like uh, Hulu and stuff. Outcast. I think I think you can get it on. I think get Cinemax on Hulu. You can't. You can get Stars on Hulu. I yeah, know for yeah. sure. So. I don't know. I can't keep track of them. i shit up out of
1: HBO because of Game of Thrones on Hulu. That's like, every time you turn on, I turn on my Hulu to that's watch something live, it's that, just that fucking thing. nothing but Game of Thrones. That's funny.
0: Like, yay, we can get HBO on our thing now. But, uh, yeah, Outcast is good. It's staying pretty tr- That's That's a story that seems to be staying pretty true to the comic, though. Oh, I thought that that was from the show. Totally different Outcast. I was like, is he in the show? <laughs> no. Uh <laughs> But yeah, and American Gods has been good. I'm hoping I should have finished up by the next time we talk. Cool. Um, then I started watching Fear of the Walking Dead again. Uh, I think I, I had to restart at the beginning of season three. I'm doing ambient. Uh, I was free in the background. It's, it's so amazing, it's, it's not distracting to me at all. <laughs> Get
1: out! You're supposed to keep it on. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, oh, I watched sorry. the first episode of season three, uh, trying to work on my palms, but um, that show is a little bit of a chore to do. Um, but I'm really hoping it gets better at some point. And then uh, caught up, uh, watched the rest of Young Sheldon's current season, uh, which Good. is just kind of a, a, a little pleasure. I was waiting with bated breath for that. One. I'm gonna uh, <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking about shows as I am currently watching them, and more about them when I finish them. What?
1: Um, i'm gonna probably keep talking about game of thrones honestly you can do i don't whatever know what you we're to do I'm, I'm curious about it now because we're can... two episodes in so that okay. would mean that this is three four okay so four is on the fifth so... five six by the time that 19th hit. so when we record next we'll have already had two more episodes out yeah so every and, and the next the next time it'll be over yeah <laughs> wow It's just nuts to think about. Like a series that you're watching of an episode, like watching Walking Dead. Oh, it's going to be months and months before you're done watching that season. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're like, oh, season uh, 10 just started in October. I'll talk to you guys about it more in uh, February. Yeah. Or whenever it is. A month (laughs) and a (laughs) half of Game of Thrones, two months of of American Gods. This is just nuts to me how... A more and more tv as it comes around with especially with like digital stuff like netflix yeah. series and stuff like 10 episodes is like the standard, standard. medium now and that's mm-hmm. just weird to me yeah
0: it's it's good though i feel like it's making well, people it, it makes people... sharper writers you get less filler it's a better yeah. thing going yeah. it, on it's
1: it's easier for you to consume that stuff too instead yeah. of being like like supernatural which we talked last time you know like every season being like 22 episodes. That's a bit to go through before you're like, I'm going to catch up. That's how I feel with Gotham. Yeah. You know, trying to get caught up whenever we we stopped right at the cusp of season Mm -hmm. three. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, by the time I get, I mean, it's definitely going to be done, but by the time I get to talk about that show again, I'm still going to be in the middle of season three talking about it for weeks. Is this five that we're on? For yeah, Gotham? this will be the end. The end six. of five is, isn't it's
0: 12 episodes? I thought it was even less than that. I think it's 12. But, I think uh, they
1: added on the three, like three filler episodes, because it was only supposed to be like nine Yeah, or yeah. eight
0: episodes, and they added on 12. four. Is that what you said? Yeah, 12. Yeah. Yes, you are correct, sir. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's my TV and my, uh, and my movies. No movies. Uh, I started to watch Into the Spider-Verse. I have it. I own it. Um, But I fell asleep and it had nothing to do with the movie. It seemed like it was going to be a really good flick. Oh, it's a dope movie. Uh, What about
1: music? What you got for me?
0: um, I've mostly just been listening to some cover songs I've been trying out. Cool. Um, I've just been trying to get familiar with different tunes. uh, More 90s covers or just anything? uh, More obscure kind of stuff. Not even obscure, but like uh, there's that... uh, that song, what's it called, by a uh, Buffalo Springfield? That stop, children. What's that sound? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that I'm working on. That song, working on like. Uh, it's I feel still... like that song has a name that they say eventually. Uh, yeah, they do. Um, but I don't think it's for what it's worth. Yeah, for what it's worth, yeah. Uh, working on it's still rock and roll to me by Billy Joel. Um, I don't know. Just got a, a wide kind of array of songs. Uh, we're can't get rights are working on a handful of new songs to add to our mix of. You things. guys have any
1: more shows you added apart from the one that's you said there's one in I got you know, one in June, June. and
0: then one and that's in August or yeah something? And that's all all we've got scheduled right okay. now. I, I don't know, just know if kinda, we booked anymore. No, nope. make sure that the people know absolutely. And if they if something does pop up, <gasps> Chadshuber.com. No, Chad
1: if this episode is not titled whatever I typed out earlier, it's going to be called Shadshuber.com <laughs> That would be awesome. I don't remember what but I said. It. I love hats. Oh, I love hats. If it's uh, not tied on, I love hats. It's kind of you're gonna be be able to
0: click on the episode and it'll take you to his <laughs> website. <laughs> um, and then there's a band that I listened to. While I was on the on my road trip. Is uh, it the same band I listened to on my road trip? I doubt it. Um, but it was just a mix of songs, and there was a band called Mika. M I K A. I've heard of Mika. You they heard of Mika? They're
1: they at. Uh, it's gonna be. They were at Delmar Hall recently, I think, okay. or or the pageant. One of the two. Oh, really? Mandy's friend Bruce, that works for a Play The STL, was there, and he said that was like his favorite show of the year so it's, far. It's
0: uh, they're almost very fun like like yeah. like they kind of sound like fun. Uh, but I, if if fun ran into a rock band, uh, it's kind of what it is. Like there's a little bit more of a a, a rock influence to it, um, but his voice is a lot like Nate Ruiz's. If you're missing some Nate Ruiz in your life, okay. check out Mika. Uh, Mika is uh, has kind of that weird kind of vibe with a lot of different eclectic sounds and and genres kind of mixed in, smashed in together. Um, but he he has a like I said his voice kind of, but also has like a lower register and ha- can do different things. But it's definitely when I say it's a, a fun band, I don't mean that in the sense that it sounds like the band fun. I mean, and like, I enjoyed listening to the music. It was fun. I got you. uh, I'm glad you clarified it, though, because that could have been pretty confusing. Very confusing, especially since I was comparing it to Fun, the band. Fun, period. Um, and not that they were I I don't think any periods are fun. Uh, No. Why not? Ask my wife. Swim in the Red River. What? Is that what they call it? I don't know. I don't
1: know. It tastes like some old rusty coins, according Um, to uh, Stefan Lynch.
0: Um,. Yeah, that's my
1: music. How about you? Uh, so uh, I talked about it before, kind of leading up to it. But Starbomb, uh, the it's uh, Ninja Sex Party. Uh, Danny and Brian from Ninja Elf Sex Man. Party. Nope, Brian uh, Wecht and Danny Avedan. Daniel Avedan. Lee Daniel Avedaniel. He sounds
0: like uh, his last name is a is a medicine. It could be Adavan. At- yeah, is a medicine. Uh, and so we'll then those Aaron,
1: Aaron Hansen, uh, Ego Raptor, uh, who. Uh, I told you before from Ninja Sex Party talking about the Game Grumps because it's all kind of correlated together. Uh, Danny and Aaron are the Game Grumps. Those are the yeah. two primary huh? guys from Game Grumps. But all three of them formed a band together and it's basically a comedy album music stuff like Ninja Sex Party is. Mm-hmm. But it's all about video games and video game characters. So every album so far has had, a, for example, uh, a game, uh, a thing on there called A Simple Plot of and then a game. So like the first album was The Simple Plot of... Metal Gear Solid and it starts off like a skit where you hear Danny saying like hello and welcome to games with simple plots and there's like a little bit of an applause and they'll do something like alright and uh, what's your name and he's like hi I'm the chef from Burger Time and as far as I could tell I just flip burgers and then people clap and they're like cool and it gets to Solid Snake and then he starts telling it and the strong starts and it's a super convoluted complex storyline and that's just kind of what they do with it like it's not really a simple thing at all this album's they did one every album Uh, this one's Kingdom Hearts so nice. It's Aaron just being like, hey, I'm Sora. And Danny's like, no. Shut up. <laughs> it, like, stops him early. And then lets the other people talk first, like he did like Miss Pac Man. He's like, hi, I'm Miss Pac Man. I'm like Pac Man, but I have a bow. And then, like, it goes, all right, sorry, you hear it? You hear how simple plots go? Go ahead. And he's like, all right, cue the music. goes like, no, okay no, the music. And it starts playing the music that goes with it. And he explains the plot of the game very convolutedly that eventually makes sense, but still doesn't kind of make sense sometimes. But they made this is their third and what they say in the album is final uh, album called the Triforce, but T R Y
0: Triforce. Gotcha.
1: Um, It came out. I love it. Uh, It's uh, the highest uh, production value of any of them. They actually have the band that backs up Ninja Sex Party now, which is uh, TWRP. Uh, Those guys were on this album with them too, Um, so it's like really really higher production quality. They have like actual like producers and stuff it's not just them making it in-house and then putting it out kind mm-hmm. of a thing they go to like a professional studio and have a producer that works on it with them helping them mixing it mastering it making up you know like maybe you should do this here instead of this and uh so they've got all of this higher production quality it's really really awesome it makes me sad that this is probably the last one we get from them don't uh, be sad cage the elephant just came out with their new album social cues uh, I like me some Cage the Elephant, but this might be one of my favorite ones that they put out. It's really fucking good. Uh, Cage the Elephant before. Like, we talked about this a little bit before, I think. Uh, like, the mm-hmm. earlier yeah. stuff was very reminiscent of, you know, like, Tame Impala and stuff. Had this almost kind of grungy-esque kind of quality to it for music at the time that was coming out in, like, 2008, 2009. Yeah, they Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. Yeah, stuff like that. Like, it was very more so rock-oriented, and then it kind of got fell a little bit more poppy, and then it kind of got this tone to it that almost sounded like weirder, off-put, 70s-esque music. mm mm-hmm um it's still kind of in that pool of kind of slower weirder style music but they blended it back with their kind of classic rock style too and i've had this thing with cage the elephant before where some of their earlier albums like every song front to back sounds almost exactly the fucking same you know how the song is gonna go like ain't no rest of the work is just every song's gonna be like it's all i don't know if that's them but it's same it is yeah that's it oh okay um (coughs) <coughs> that's an old, old album. They're like one of the first ones, but uh, gotcha. this album has a lot of flavor that does sound very samey in that kind of genre, but every song has its own weird, tonal, unique twist that happens on it. So it's definitely a better journey going through it as opposed to being like, Oh, it's the same shit every time. Mm-hmm um this one is very more much so more transformative like the first tracks of a lot more rocky you get into the second track it's uh the one that's that is called social cues and it's more uh more sombery kind of type of a tone to it uh like darker in a way and it's not like it's not poppy still but i mean it's it's not sad but it's kind of more I'm trying to think of a band that would be good to describe them in, in a way like, I feel like the bravery was kind of more somber in their tone of their delivery with things. Like, more of, like, a depressed tone. But it was still, like, a rocky type of tune.
0: Yeah. Um, that kind of a way. Yeah. Things. I don't know if that the singer for the bravery had maybe, any, maybe like, the Smiths. any emotion
1: in it. You funny. know what I mean? Like, the Smith songs were inherently sad, but they still had some kind of poppy tones to them, too. The Cure is a good... Yeah, they're The Cure. Yeah. Perfect. You know, something like that the, along those lines. But it has, like, a kind of... There's several tones that have that song on there, that vibe on there, too. It's probably the reason I want to talk about it so much is because it's probably one of my favorite albums that's come out this year so far. Wow. It's really Dang. good. I like it a lot. Um, there's a song they do on there with Beck called "Night Running." Uh, I think that's the only one that's actually has like a featured artist on it. Um, but front to back it was really really good
0: Listen. I'm not a I've never been a Cage the Elephant fan but the way that you're talking about this makes me kind of maybe want to check it out I would definitely give it a try if, if I was
1: going to pick one I would probably pick this one for you to start I think you would enjoy this more than you would some of the older ones maybe I see yeah um yeah, it's got a, it's ever... got a good good a good flavor to it to me anyway uh Lizzo's full album came out oh yeah Cuz I Love You um
0: not Cuz I Love You cuz I do love you but that's the name of the album Cuz I Love that's... You I, uh, uh, I have to say that Google Music sucks letting me know when albums come out for yeah. bands that I like. Like, I never know what the so hell what, is like. I
1: always, and it's not obviously if you guys want us to sponsor you, Spotify uh, is really good about it because it has, it knows what music you listen to. It has a your release radar that yes. comes out letting you know mm-hmm. specifically like something that you, you can listen follow to is coming out. Yeah, like that. your release radar is on there. It has, uh, Discover Weekly, everything weekly changes and lets you find new bands that are kind of very closely knit to other things that you had. There's a couple of new artists I don't I won't mention them on here because I haven't really listened to them a ton. That I listened to earlier today that were on the Discover Weekly that uh, I actually really ended up liking a lot. So I'm listening to them a little bit more before I give any kind of a saying about it. But uh, yeah, it's really good about suggesting music. Uh, Lizzo's full album came out. We listened to it. Me and Mandy on a on a car ride front to back um it's okay i like it i like her singing i like her style and stuff but every
0: song was basically the same that's i mean that's we've talked about this before like the new the new artist is like do they listen to this thing as an album or do they just listen to them as singles because yeah when you start running them together it's like you kind of lose that
1: it's not that the style like the thing didn't have variety there's a song on that here that she does with uh missy elliott that's really cool oh yeah uh, song that she does on there with gucci Mane, uh that's okay uh but a lot of the songs are like the same context like you hear like in juice we'll say for example that big single yeah. that hit you know several, a couple months back yeah um you know she's very proud of who she is she's very proud of being a woman she's proud of being a big girl too and stuff like that that same exact message goes through well over half of the album oh man and i'm just like it's like beating a dead horse i like it and i'm glad she's proud of who she is and stuff like that's nothing because I, i i love bigger bigger women too and stuff anyways but at the same time, I'm just like, you know, be who you want to be and stuff, but don't beat the dead horse. Write a song yeah. that can be unique
0: and be about something else. Like if know? I wrote a whole album about, like, Heartbreak songs, it's like, at some point, it's going to get a little Yeah, old. so if you're like... No matter having... how good the song is. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And that's what I said. Some of them tonally change. Some of them sound like the exact same thing as, like, what Juice is. Yeah. And so it was a very meh album. It's very good for what it is, but if you're wanting to listen to an album of the exact same thing ten times then listen to Lizzo it's a good album to probably shuffle within other like there's a couple of songs on there that stand out like uh, I think the last track on it's called Lingerie and it's just about her lounging around in her lingerie in case her man wants to fuck her Mm. and uh, it's just a very sexy hot steamy song Oh, uh, which that's not really prevalent throughout the rest of the album. So it was just kind of a surprise of that's how we ended the thing was just about wanting to fuck. You
0: pop a little bit of boner? No, I get didn't, a little stiff. I did not. Half staff? No. Anything? Nothing. Not twitch? Not either. <laughs> I ne- I never twitch. It's either full
1: mast or nothing at all. There's no in, like. There's in, not even in, a middle area at all. Full
0: mast or inverted like, inside my body. And <laughs> just like it's like those bo- those air guys that. Sit by the used car lot. Yep, as soon as you turn on the that fan on like, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it does too when it's hard. It's just like all over the board. <laughs> uh,
1: that's
0: what I like about
1: you. I listen. Is that you hold me tight? Uh, I listened to uh, the tenth their album. Have you listened to it? I haven't Dudes. listened to it yet. Uh, I listened to it after I listened to that last episode of uh, Smodcast because yeah. uh, uh, she was on there with him harley quinn um, smith is who we're yes talking about. Uh, she plays bass and does backing vocals i think I think they share lead vocals as okay well, how they it's, it's, how they market I it really know. i know i haven't listened to the full, full album write. but it's it's pretty okay it, it is whenever they were talking about it being bubblegum pop or punk yeah uh, in that uh, that is like the exact genre that
0: i would give it it's good have you listened to the first one to the ep yes boys we know i've listened to that I one love one. boys we know it's pretty good uh this so one's anything like that
1: it's similar to that. There's some stuff that's a little bit different, but it's different in a good way. Cool. But it's very, like I said, bubblegum punky. It's like the ah well not, not but da 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 na like that. Um it's pretty decent from what I've listened to. Like I said, I've only listened to probably like half of the album. Cool. But uh very fast punky like reminds you of old school like Ramones kinda Yeah, in a way. Uh just with girls. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing I wanted to mention was, uh, Modest Mouse has released two singles. I think I talked about one a couple weeks ago, maybe, uh, I'm not sure, but the second one came out. It's called I'm Still Here. I don't like it as much as like the first one, but, um, I'm excited that they're, they're doing that tour with, uh, Black Keys and I think they're both going to be releasing their albums somewhat kind of close together this summer um so i'm excited for both of them that black keys new single is really good it's the first album we've gotten from them in like i think like seven or eight years really i think it's been a while if i'm not mistaken i think the last one was was is pretty old i thought they had had kept going i didn't realize that it was a big gap uh i want to say i felt like it was old yeah turn blue is the last one 2014 so five years now at this point i see yeah but a big enough gap that it's pretty noticeable but this should be both coming out uh, around the same time so I'm, I'm excited for that for sure, but cool. uh, I always love me some Modest Mouse, that's my music Nice uh, spoilers, I haven't read any comic books still, so you tell me all about your comics well I read a lot, I'm sure
0: you did you usually so, do, so I'm, I'm, let me I'm, buckle in real quick I uh, strap that shit on um, mm. I read a, a bunch of number ones I had like a stack of just like Number ones of shit I've been picking up throughout. Uh, oh, tell, tell
1: them the thing that happened
0: that we just talked about at the end of oh, the last yeah, episode. Because right. we didn't get to mention it in uh, the news. Uh, bef- yeah, before I get into what I have read. So, Ari, uh, no, you're fine. You're fine, absolutely. I don't want to uh, forget about it. <laughs> DC Universe has, well, by the time this comes out, uh, it'll be old news. But uh, dropped uh, 20,000 plus new books on the DC Universe app. Uh, which means that they are... If not there, they're really freaking close to where they had said they would be by the end of April, which was that they would have all of their catalog that has been digitized. That's the key word, has been digitized. Right. There's obviously going to be old books that aren't quite digitized yet. Um, what does it take to digitize a book? I don't really understand that whole process. I guess it does it sound on... stupid? It's old, so we're talking about old books, so stuff that was never a digital format ever done. So is it just a way of them like they have to scan it in the it pages in, but it's a specific way? Obviously, you aren't
1: just fucking like, taking it on. You scan. scan them,
0: and then you have to clean them up. I imagine there's okay. gotta be some color correction and stuff like that. That and makes sense. Yeah, so they gotta go back, and they gotta do that. But it looks to me like from just the quick scan I've done, they now have everything on there um, that's been released up to six months ago. And that was the plan that they would do is everything that's been released. Now this excludes anything that's like a, the Walmart exclusive stuff, because it hasn't actually released as a comic book. Now they are doing collections of, you know, the, 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 uh, storyline that the original story for Batman and Superman, whatever, and those originals for Walmart. Um, and those will eventually get on here, I would imagine. So, but we're talking about, you know they've got 450 uh, books of action comics in here. They've got uh, Detective Comics. They've got a shit ton of those. They've got um, a bunch. They've got all of the Batman 66, like Batman 66 original, the one where they meet Steven Pill. They meet Wonder Woman 77, where they meet Green Hornet, where they meet the Legion of Superheroes, where they meet the Man from Uncle. They've got. All kinds of stuff on here. I it's As you had said before, that's a bit overwhelming. Uh, <laughs> did you ever watch the Green Hornet movie? The Seth Rogen one? Yeah. I th- I did when it came out. I, I, I don't remember. It, it wasn't before. very it memorable. <laughs> it wasn't memorable. I remember them tell you like shitting on it as much as they shit on Green Lantern, probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah. So, there's a lot on here now. They've got, like, 48 issues of The Rebirth like that guy. Oh, I'm sorry, I clicked on it. was an accident. <laughs> um, they've got like 40, 48 issues or so of the Rebirth series. So um, that takes us about six months into it. Um, they've got just a, a shit ton of good books on here. And I'm super excited for it. Um, and for those of you who are following along at home, um, I have been kind of complaining about the DC Universe app for a while and the inability to uh, do the, the portrait mode. Uh, which is how I like to view um, on my tablet, which I imagine everybody else would too. Uh, they have fixed that on mine, which I'm sure was a bug that has been across certain models of tablets. Is there a download like for offline reading? Yeah. Uh, how many books is it infinite or is it a I, set amount? There is no limit that I have seen. Oh, cool. Um, and you can also download videos too, uh, so you can download your anything you've got on there. That's good. I'm glad a lot of uh, companies started doing it like Netflix and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: that's how I watched uh, majority of Castlevania season two was taking them offline. Oh, I you would go. watch
0: them during break at work because yeah. I wouldn't be able to
1: get connection in there. But
0: and then they now have a uh, like a, a Chrome what's that called like where you can stream yeah, to stream to Chromecast, stream to Chromecast option on there, which is new, I think, with this update as well. Um, but yeah, so a major release on DC Universe. Uh, which will definitely get me into reading more. I've started reading already. Um, some books on here. I'm trying to go back. Do you remember the future's end? You remember that like storyline at all? No. Um, there was a. It was probably. I guess it was maybe. Let's see what the data said. Is I'm on not it. as
1: up to snuff with DC lines as I am uh, more Marvel lines. But future end
0: was was this you know uh, across the the whole kind of DC universe storyline they did a few years back. And I read about half of it. It's a forty-eight issue. It's when they were doing a lot of like weekly series. And they're like okay. this comes out every week. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Um, but this series was one that I read. And I read about halfway through, um, and then I I dropped off. It started. It was two thousand fourteen. Was when it came out. Um. And, but they have the entire run of that. So um. That's probably what I'm gonna dive into first. Is uh, this Futures End book on here? Cause I like I said, I got halfway through. And never got to see how the rest of it ended. Cool. Uh, so that'll be exciting for me. But in the meantime, what have you read? I have been reading a few books, and like I said, I I brought along some number ones on my road trip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I read a lot. Uh, one of them being Rocco's Modern Afterlife,
1: oh, which is he's
0: dead. He's not dead. Oh, okay. But it is it is a a four issue mini series of. Rocco in uh, in zombie apocalypse. Wow, <laughs> um, it's it's pretty good. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's definitely got all of the Rocco beats in it, but then also zombies. Uh, oh, I see Zombie Ed. Yes, that's awesome. So uh, so it's good. It's it's a, a good start to it. I'm curious to see kind of how they go with it because they ended the the regular uh, the regular full the regular series of Rocco's Modern Life comic. Um, it ran eight issues and then they stopped it this is a four issue miniseries um, I'm a, I, I really like Rocco and I'm definitely a glamo uh, a, a rain, Rocco rain dead inside a Rocco uh, fan so I'm hoping that they figure out a way to continue uh, Rocco in comic form still waiting on the movie to happen you know uh, but it was it was uh, a good story with some funny funny classic Rocco beats Yeah. Uh, Then I got into my Vertigo titles. So Vertigo had like a long line of like six, five or six uh, new series that they were launching into the last year to the beginning of this year. Uh, Those included um, that uh, Borderland book that got canceled uh, because Eric, what's his name, got into some trouble with the, uh, the Me Too kind of maybe abusing his power a little bit. Uh, And then there was Hex Wives which wasn't that great kind of uh, a sister um, Stepford Wives kind of with witches situation going on there the next book that came out was American Carnage and I finally got a chance to read this this is the book I was visually least excited to read um, because it looked kind of like it was kind of set maybe in the south kind of more realistic and I was like "Eh, I don't really know how I'm going to feel about this one Um, picking up this book and reading it um, you can see from like a panel like this panel here, um, it kind of it looks like a classic Vertigo book. Yeah, like yeah immediately absolutely. looks like what you're gonna read from Hellblazer or from Transmetropolitan or from even even like a yeah any of those uh, Preacher uh, vibe from it. And so I was like, okay, I'm into this. I like what's going on here. The beats are great on it. Um, really good book. By far my favorite Vertigo book that's coming out. And it was the one I had the lowest expectations of. Um, but solid. I bought the the second and third issues are on sale on Comixology. What's the uh, general premise? Um, so there is like a, a white supremacy kind of group going on um, that is kind of active and has ties to this government official, this guy that's running for uh, a government spot and... Uh, they're trying to find the connections between it. And so there's this guy who... Um, it's So it's it's definitely right in line with today's kind of politics. This guy who is, was a police officer uh, shot and killed a black kid um, who was getting his phone out and he thought it was a gun and he fired and shot him. And so he got dismissed from the police force. Um, it wasn't a big news piece in, in this. Uh, and he just got dismissed because he is half black so it wasn't you know they kind of touched on it not being a very news it wasn't very enticing to news so they didn't really touch on it much so he just got released and that was it so he's being pulled in from the fbi to infiltrate this guy uh this this uh, politician guy and to see his connections with this white supremacy group win morgan yeah win morgan uh because uh, he is, because one, this ex-police officer has a, a, a desire to be involved, I guess, because of his race, but he can pass for getting involved in the, the, what's going on with this group because he appears white. Uh, so he can kind of act as a double agent a little bit and he doesn't have much going for him anyway, since he's not in the police force. So the FBI's pulled him in for that. Um, the, the woman who is... Uh, has pulled him in, is a, uh, she's a black woman, and her white, um, her white partner has gotten hung by this group, and that's kind of what has started this, is that the partner, because he associated with black people and, uh, and everything, got hung, and uh, so we're trying to find the connections and what's going on with this. Really well written, Um, I don't know this, this writer-artist team very well at all. I don't know anything that they've done, uh, but I'd be curious to kind of know. I want to zoom in on it and see what their background is because, like I said, this feels like a 90s Vertigo title, like, just right out the gate. So I'm excited to see what happens with, with these people. Um, but So that was that book. Uh, then the other books, one of them being one that I had to try to hunt down and I was all over comic book shops in new orleans and mississippi tried to find a book called high higher level high level high level sorry um and high level is a uh, kind of a futuristic world ran by digital um everything's kind of digital in it um but it didn't really grab me that much because i feel like there's a lot of books that have that kind of in the um uh, what am i trying to say High level, sorry. High uh, level. High level. Um, it has a great cover. Looks cool. Um, looks like there's a lot of lot of stuff going on. No, I'm lying. I'm getting this book mixed up with the other one. See what I'm saying? Uh, the, this this one is um, kind of a post apocalyptic future world, uh, but is also heavily digital and everything. Uh, read okay. It wasn't my favorite book, but seemed too similar to the other vertigo title that came out really close to this uh called goddess mode uh which is the one that i'm getting confused with which is very Was uh, so goddess mode the one you were searching for or no or high level is the one i was searching for goddess mode i had uh, but both of these books were like set in a future where they got to fight a bad like guy Cyberpunk in a way cyberpunk. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way. Um, and so the two, those two, I was excited about, especially goddess mode, just visually the way it looked, but I just didn't grab me the way I hoped it would. Yeah,
1: the art style is really good in this.
0: Yeah. But the stories are just, I think it's being overdone a little bit. And so American carnage was a breath of fresh air to be like, yeah. Oh, this is something I haven't been reading over and over and over again. Right. Um, in that so that was my those are my vertigo titles uh that i read through i other number ones read prism stalker which is also has a very cyberpunk kind of feel to it uh which was a, an image title from late last year um that came out it has a really huh? raw not Prism stalker prism stalker prism <laughs> that's a totally different image Yes. Uh, so Prism Stalker, the artwork was interesting to me in that it was a lot more raw than I thought it was going to be. Uh, but the story wasn't very rich. It was kind of um, this race of people, um, and I mean race, not like in a color of skin, but like alien race, yeah. kind of thing. Um, has a world that's kind of deteriorating, and they've been captured by these. Uh, other aliens that are making them do certain things and kind of um, running their... They're almost like prisoners um, in this kind prison of Prison stalker? Not like a prison <laughs> stalker. But the, the artwork is interesting because it just seems underdeveloped for an, an image comic. Um, like, it, it, the consistencies aren't there, which is something I dig in artwork. Um, you get somebody like uh, the... Uh, is that Michael Fifi? The guy who runs who does Copra. Or copra um, and then you get... Uh, oh gosh. I'm drawing a blank. Uh, type in Copra. Uh, no E. No. Uh, it won't come up. Uh, but yeah, I enjoy that kind of raw art style a little bit. That's just kind of... Looks like it was done by an amateur a little bit. Um, it's fun uh, for me to, to read something like that. But this one just didn't have the story to back it up. Artwork was cool. Story not there. Um, I read a lot. Told you. Uh, finally read Magic Order number one. This is the Mark Miller book that... The first book that he was putting up with his partnership with Netflix. Okay. So, this is a guy who does Hit Girl, Kick Ass, all that stuff. Um, but uh, Magic Order is... I believe is going to be a Netflix show at some point in time, though I don't know when it comes out or if it even is slated to come out or if they were just producing the comic. Uh, but he has since come out with a couple other storylines that Netflix has, has been in partnership with Netflix. Uh, but Magic Order is kind of the adult version of Harry Potter. Um, the Wizarding World and things like that. It's um, I wouldn't say it's very like directly harry potter connection but right. you're talking about the same things in the same vein um and have kind of the same vibes that you get from these characters Almost like watching like doing like a he's like on like an aura in a way like they're yeah like, following I could, those like if they said this is in the same world as the harry potter wizarding world um i'd believe it and it, it seems like they kind of like the magic skills are even at the same level you know when you get into some sort of some um magic stories you get something that's like oh this is they've got totally different powers and they can do totally different things and it doesn't even line up. These seem to line up pretty well and I, I don't know if this is going to be a show but I'd be very interested in this show. I'm sure it could be eventually down the yeah. road. I mean it seems like it's got that kind of aesthetic to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but number one was really good. I definitely would pick up the trade if it was like on sale or something at some point in time. Nice. Um Picked up a, a Vertigo title from before they launched their new stuff called Imaginary Fiends. Imaginary Fiend? Fiends. Like a friend without the yeah. R. Um, which has a... And I grabbed it because of the, the cover. I mean, that's definitely what it came down to. It's like, oh, that cover is really cool. Uh, <laughs> but it was, it's a really interesting story where uh, these two girls have a um, imaginary kind of... Oh, uh, what's... Like a Bloody Mary type thing that they, they have to deal with. Like and... A, like a legend. Like a... Yeah. Legend. Like a tale. I don't, I don't yes. know what you would call that. Yes. And she ends up killing one of the girls when they're kids. And then you kind of flash forward to... Um, the girl is in like an insane asylum. Because she's killed this... Killed her friend when she was a kid. Um, and this FBI agent shows up and he says... Hey, can you see what's going on in this picture. And she's like, yeah, you know, I don't know how to answer this question because if I tell you one thing, you're going to think I'm crazy. And if I tell you another thing, you're also going to think I'm crazy. And he goes, no, you know, just say, you know, and there's a Loch Ness monster behind these two kids on a swing set. And she's like, Oh, there's a Loch Ness monster. And he's like, that's, I don't know, Larry, whatever. And, uh, he's like, I can't see him, but some people can. And you have, I believe that you have this power and i think that you know i can get you out of this mental hospital if you come help the fbi uh, but the trick the the catch to it all is you have to work with what whatever her name is which is the imaginary friend that killed her friend this this creature yeah. that you see so she has to work with her as a partner in the fbi in order to solve crimes and get out of being in the mental hospital um First is really good, really solid, and turns out that the rest of, I think it's a six-issue miniseries, is all on Comixology Unlimited. Yeah, I
1: saw that when it popped up and I typed it in. Yeah. It's on Comixology.
0: So it's on the Unlimited, so if you have that, check out Imaginary Fiends. It's really good. Um, I'm still going, still trucking along. Uh, there's a book called Die, uh, written by, I'm going to mess this up, I think it's by Kieran Gillian. Uh, who writes Wicked and Divine. Um, And am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Kieran Gillian, yes. Or Gillian, maybe. Uh, But, so that's why I picked up this book. I'm a big fan of Wicked and Divine, which we'll have to have a really long conversation about Wicked and Divine at some point in time. They're getting ready to finish up, uh, like, on issue 48 of Wicked and Divine, and it's an amazing story uh, that we'll just have to get into at some point in time cool once it finishes but in the meantime red die which is a, a book that he did with stephanie harris or hans stephanie hans um and it is essentially um these this group of kids gets together and uh it's one of them's birthday and so one of the friends creates a dungeons and dragons s game for them for his birthday it's kind of his present to them and what happens is they get, and they flash forward, and evidently, and they've been gone. I get, think it's two years that they are lost, and essentially jumanji They're in the game that's created. So um, is it like the, it's the die that's actually like special that makes it happen? I guess so. Um, they haven't said in the first issue, it doesn't really get into it. Just, they show up randomly two years later. One of them doesn't show up at all, presumed dead, and one of is missing an arm. Uh, <laughs> like, they come back fucked up. Uh, and then they don't talk to each other for, like, 20 years. And then the uh, the 12-sided die from the person that's... Because they all get a different sided die. Yeah. Um, and that's where the name die comes from is because it's the dice. Um, and also because it's a horror story, kind of. Uh, but the the 12-sided die that the master had... The, the DM or the GM I guess the game master there wouldn't be a DM it wouldn't be a dungeon master um, the GM has um, that and that's the person that's missing shows up at, on our main characters in a in a box uh, bloody a bloody twelve sided die and so they get everybody back together and they end up getting put back into the game. Um, and that's kind of where they left, where it's left off. But a really interesting story. I'm not big into tabletop game kind of stories, but this being kind of a horror element um, is is neat to me. And I probably will eventually pick this thing up. I'm not gonna read it on the rig, um, but it, like I said, really good book. The art's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I like I like her art a lot. Um, also read, just came out, Jim Henson's Storyteller, Sirens, number one. So, Jim Henson's Storyteller is a is a book series um, that's been out for a while. They've done giants, they've done witches, they've done all kinds of different kind of mythical creatures. And they'll, it's all four-issue miniseries is what they do. And... So, Sirens is the newest one that's come out. And they do... They're all their own individual stories. So, each issue is its own kind of encapsulated story. You don't need to pick up number two before you get number three. They're all just kind of different in their things. But Sirens was solid. The artwork was neat. They have a different artist, and I think a different writer at every one. Did you hear The Sirens? Yeah. Uh, I did. I heard it (laughs) while I was like, oh, I hear it. It's so realistic. Uh, But, uh, yeah. So, Jim Henson's Sirens, uh... another solid entry into the storyteller line. Um, and then my last number one I read, but I still got more than I talked about, um, is Gideon Falls. So Gideon Falls is a Jeff Lemire book. Um, this is an image title and is going to either be a movie or TV show. Uh, so this is kind of a big hit. What's it called? Gideon Falls. Gideon Falls. Yeah, G-I-D-E-O-N Falls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's turning into something. I just don't know what. Maybe a TV show. Um. But the I've never heard of it before. It's I bought it when it came out because I like Jeff Lemire. Like he is um, someone that is always interesting to me. Someone who I I definitely flock to his especially his own um, his own titles. Typically when he plays with somebody else's, Tel- he did like a Green Arrow television he, adaptation. Television, okay. Yeah. Um, when he does like somebody else's stuff and plays in somebody else's toy box, it's not my favorite. But his stuff is spot on. Uh, so Gideon Falls is not any different. i I'm, I'm went ahead and bought the uh, the first trade. It was on sale on Comicsology. So after I read the number one, I was like, I gotta read more of this shit. It's good. Um, and then I read a couple other books. Uh, one I actually reread Shadows of the Empire. Um, the the comic of it uh, is good. It holds up. I love Shadows it's of the Empire so much. It's a solid another solid story. I have the. Uh, I never finished, I never read anything else outside of it, but uh, I have the omnibus of it, which includes Shadows of the Empire, Shadows of the Empire Evolution, which I haven't read. I've never. And then there is a a Mira Jade miniseries in there, like a four issue or six issue of that, kind of all in one. So I'm going to finish reading that at some point in time in the near future but that shadows the empire uh, is a good song dude seriously i know
1: every single time we mention it on this podcast how is that not fucking something else <laughs> right like it's such a good game it's such a good story it's such a good comic it's such a good everything and there's no way that 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 would not make an interesting either something on like disney plus or just a one-off star wars
0: story movie. it would be a dash an... is such an interesting fun character to get behind in the com- in the the short thing of the comic, I realized that he is just a a less compassionate Han Solo. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just a fun guy to have. Though. Yeah, he's one cool. well, like how they they get into a lot more bounty hunters in in this in that story. The whole Shizor uh, like his his uh, that oh, yeah. Prince Shizor the Imperial Palace. Uh, you get your actual
1: like. Really, first, I think that's the first book and first glimpse that you get in IG eighty eight. Yeah, I think I, so. I think you're right. I
0: mean, he's he ends up becoming like such an infamous the, character in the universe. Too. The bickering back and forth between Vader and Shizor is like, yeah. it, it's really fun. Like, yeah. just their their dynamic of both trying to like fight for the Emperor's approval, but then Shizor's you know, doing stuff behind everybody's back because he's a slum lord. Um, I, it would be cool as an animated series, even like See, he's the one that raced
1: against the falcon in outrider right isn't that part of the book i can't remember i think that's like a race that
0: happens and dash barely wins oh uh, i gotcha but th- there's so many like iconic visual like even like Shizor's ships and stuff that have like that like all the pointy shit facing towards you yeah and like all of that's really neat and that was i wasn't
1: one of the i was i don't i didn't say it on any podcast but every time i see something about Zizor's ships and everything that he has like with the palace and everything yeah it reminds me of what they're doing with the darkness characters in destiny because they're oh, like these yeah. weird pyramid ships that are all kind of pointy and stuff like that and i was just like this looks like came straight out of that and yeah it's just what it reminds me of every time i see it but
0: yeah they I, I would be okay with even there's enough there that they could make one season that is your basic front storyline and then continue with the other non like main star wars characters right. you could do like continue on with what's going on with she's and what's going on with dash and 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 those characters without really getting making it complicated for the rest of them um but yeah i like it a lot uh it's it's a fan of mine and then i uh i read this like really small mini series uh because it, it was it came up on the dc universe app Uh, and my friend Dan had uh, mentioned it on the Campus Comics cast um, is Batman Legends of the Dark Knight uh, there's a which just just to mention if anybody digs Batman and hasn't dove into Legends of the Dark Knight do it because um, if you like short stories they range from like one-offs to like six issues and then you're done with that story and they go to a next like it's not an over there's not like a connected story between all of the issues. Um, the one I read that he had recommended was called Mask. It was two issues, issue thirty-nine and forty. It was done done in two, and uh, just a really cool uh, version of Batman where they essentially put him into an assailant and an insane asylum, and he is uh, he remembers being Batman, but then he wakes up in the in the or in the hospital, not in an asylum wakes up in the hospital and he's essentially this homeless man with a, a bat suit made out of trash bags and stuff and then when he goes back to sleep he wakes up and he's batman and he's doing all this shit at night and then he's waking up in the hospital like and it's all i think it's scarecrow toxin, essentially has put him into this loop where he thinks that he is a homeless man yeah um and they're like wayne why are you mr wayne why are you back in the hospital and like he's a he's essentially set up that he's just a crazy person who thinks he's who thinks he's batman that's cool (laughs) um but it's a real neat just a little little thing there and then last but not least detective comics 1000 yeah which you purchased for me i got you one i'm excited i I can't wait to dive into it it's good there's a there's a kevin smith story in there uh that is uh perfect and in its eight page glory um there is a Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo story in there that is Scott Snyder great. Um, it is uh, just a, a nice little thing. Feels like home if you if you've read the fifty the new fifty two Batman, which you have. Um, you look at that and you're like, I know that team. Like you know that you know that voice. You know that pace. You know that art style. It's like yeah. you know you don't even have to look at it. You you just forget how iconic that. Parian has become yeah uh, in there and then uh, Jim Lee's who did the art with with Kevin uh, there's a couple other groups I'm forgetting in there and then the main storyline that of course introduces Arkham Knight um, to it and it was cool because I kind of knew just I haven't read Detective Comics ever like the actual Detective Comics book I've read Batman a lot off and on but Detective Comics no and uh, so, but I knew what was going on and I was like. Getting towards the end of the book, I didn't read it digital. I read it physical copy, so it's like I knew that the beats, I knew where I was at based on how many pages I had left in it. So it's like okay, I have to be in the actual full issue because it's like eight or it's four like eight page stories, and then it's the full like twenty four page whatever normal issue is in there. And so you're you're starting to fill it, and you're like okay, this has to be wrapping up pretty closely. And it's, But it's almost like a, it's just a narration. It's not a narration from Batman. It's kind of going through. And then you realize, I realize probably a page or two left into it, this is the Arkham Knight. And he's scoping out, he's talking about Gotham. He's talking about everything. And the last page is just a giant page of the Arkham Knight being like, I'm coming. Like, I'm essentially Batman's enemy, but what Gotham deserves as a, as a protector. Yes. It's kind of what he's coming in as um but yeah is a is an awesome uh little little book there probably not going to read 1001 but uh but it was a nice little visit to all of that But those it's are really books. cool that they're making that him as a, a canonical
1: character right? too after just being a video game thing they mm-hmm. just brought up all of a sudden that
0: it's going to be serious now
1: yeah yeah
0: absolutely um that's all I've got that's all I've got do you want to Talk about palms. Do you have a palm? Do you have something you're wanting to palm? I'm you got the, a Palm Pilot? I have a. I No, I
1: never had one. Uh, <laughs> Greg had some. I think he had Palm Pilot. Some? Uh, More one, than one? Maybe one. Okay. I don't I hate a Palm Prix. Uh, Palms at the Dodd. Yeah, Palms at the Dodd. If I had a Palm at the Dodd, it's probably definitely going to be merging Walking Dead and Game of Thrones together because I'm still going to continue my adventure there. You're going to put them together into yeah, the one same, show? Because, I mean, zombies are there in both places, that's so fair. might as well just go ahead and throw them. One Maybe that's where that Rick the, goes. You could say that the White Walkers are. Rick isn't helicopter. He lands in the helicopter in <laughs> Westeros at Winterfell. And they're all just like about to die or something. You just hear the gunshot. And he's just like, I'm Rick Grimes. I'm here to save you, Jon Snow. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I like it. So I'll watch both of those to kind of cool. keep up with that. I, I do want to still read Oblivion's song. I never got to touch it, though. Um, I do have it downloaded and everything on my phone ready to go now. So I'm ready for it, but I just haven't got into it. Uh, the last one I was going to say is hopefully by the time that we're together again, I will have. Watched in game. together again. So that I'll way try I to, can, uh, that way I can, we can have a little bit of a spoilery segment in this yeah. personals to talk about that and our feelings with it and stuff. I've heard nothing but good things from that early preview. I read what uh, Kevin said about the movie coming out of it with the Harley oh, and stuff. Yeah, um, from the red carpet stuff for that they did for it. Uh, I think it was yesterday. And, uh, yeah, so yesterday was Red Carpet. So, uh, it, it, for everything that I've heard from it, it's all like this is exactly what you wanted as a wrapped up, nice storyline for your your Thanos and the conflict that's going good. on. They did a really good job with it and stuff. And it's excited to see where it goes from here, kind of a thing. Uh, I don't think it really leads you on too much as far as the ending goes. Good. It'd be really kind of cool if they just did it a blank slate. Not that there wouldn't be like an after credits thing, but maybe the after credits thing is more or less just driven towards spider-man since we know that's our now that we know that that's our ending that's true maybe if they did that and they weren't just like now there's a new looming threat you know try to add in more suspense with that kind of a shit maybe they're just like bookend it bookend it for a little bit since you know we're gonna take kind of a break and then just be like hey spider-man's okay and he's getting ready to go on a trip you know yeah. something to that effect or
0: whatever and then just leave it at it maybe in and maybe his ps scene as the ps scene that you would expect from yeah, avengers kind, kind of thing. bleeding into that like yeah knowing that something that happens with uh
1: mysterio or whatever ha- something happens in the movie that's kind of correlated that eventually will lead
0: to like a new learning yeah. threat eventually pulls together you see the new avengers or something like that yeah in the in, in the spider-man ps yeah, scene maybe like bed. if if Captain America's dead
1: or if Tony dies somehow or whatever we know he's gone or whatever, maybe we know like at that point in time somebody's just like comes up to him like we need or like Nick says something like, We need you. We have to have a leader for the Avengers or something and he's just like, Me? Yeah and then it's just done. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean yeah, absolutely. Um I'm looking forward to um starting Doom Patrol. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, DP? I'm trying to get that, get some of that, uh, that action of that, that DC Universe app action, and uh, Might as well get your money's worth, bruh. Yeah, uh, so I gotta finish up Titans to get there, but I'm not too far away from finishing up Titans. The
1: Titans at some point in time in that season, right? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the. There's that's like where a they introduced. It. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because yeah. uh, Beast Boy has actually uh, lived with the Doom Patrol. Okay. And that's uh, before he gets introduced into Titans he's they have to they all visit doom patrol or some of them visit doom patrol i got you um into there and then i'm gonna finish up that imaginary fiends book that i talked about uh since it's on on the old um comixology unlimited might as well hop in there and take care of that business um and then obviously i've got my other stuff that i've been working on from previously mentioned palms but yeah i mean um, like i said most of mine are previously mentioned palms
1: as well i guess uh all of them are, but except for Avengers, but it I'm, I'm excited to get back into it. I really, really do want to read more. I've been having the itch to do it, but I just haven't had time. It's been a really busy couple of weeks just running around doing stuff between Easter and appointments and stuff yeah. like that. So I'm excited for things to kind of calm down a bit here in a little and cool. actually have time to do some shit.
0: I, uh, I can tell you that since I've been reading so much, I feel like I'm getting faster at reading. I'm always a slow reader, yeah. but I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you practice makes perfect it does uh, though i felt that way too
1: especially whenever i first started getting into the dc stuff and after i read like hush and started reading more of the, the batman stories i felt like i was burning through it a little quicker at one yeah. point in time and then it was like east and west and stuff too yeah. like i felt like i was starting to burn through it pretty good death um, most i to get back into it uh where can we find you at you me you you me you you you, me first. You go, you first. You started last time, random hero. Yeah, XAX. Yeah, everything at, at random hero xx on everything. Find me on Twitter, find me on Instagram, find me on Facebook, uh, even Snapchat. I'm not really active on there, no. but it's the same tag on literally everything. Add me on Xbox
0: Live, we can play some games together. On those tags, you can find me, not on Xbox Live, nope. not on Snapchat, but the other ones. Yeah. You can find me at Chad Schubert. That's true. Or you can also find links to all that stuff on ShadSchubert.com as well as uh, updates on shows, updates on podcast episodes, um, music and shit, uh, new blogs that I'm pushing out. Um, should be some interesting stuff. Hopefully you guys will find it interesting um, coming up. So that's us. That sounds good. Uh, thank you for
1: listening, everybody. Thank you. Uh, oh, my God. We will catch you next time. Uh, Shad, go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you, thank you.
0: N Z production.